The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the days were completed for their purification according to the law of Moses, they took him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, just as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord, and to offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons, in accordance with the dictate in the law of the Lord. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, awaiting the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. He came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform the custom of the law in regard to him, he took him into his arms and blessed God, saying, Now, Master, You may let your servant go in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen the salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all the peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory for your people Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, This child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be contradicted. And you yourself, a sword will pierce so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived seven years with her husband after her marriage and then as a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day with fasting and prayer. And coming forward at that very time, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of of Jerusalem. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth, The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. Merry Christmas. I do pray that you had a blessed Christmas. And really, my heart is filled with gratitude um, because this was probably the best Christmas that I've had in a very long time. It was great to be with all of you here in Wahoo. And then after the 10 p.m. Mass, I got in my car and I drove to Des Moines fueled by caffeine and Christmas spirit. And I got in about two in the morning 
and I uh, got to fulfill a very old fantasy of being like that guy on the Hallmark commercial that gets home in the middle of the night. And, you know, I put out presents and, and then I was really tired. So I, and I was actually too caffeinated, so I didn't fall asleep until maybe four. And then my nieces woke me up at 640. Which is really a joy. And it, it's something that, that I hold very dear. Um, because as a priest, like that's an experience that we don't all have. You know, that experience of Christmas morning with children and, and how excited they are for every little thing and how my two-year-old nephew is more interested in wrapping paper than what's inside the wrapping paper. And I was just very grateful. And the church gives us this Feast of the Holy Family on the first Sunday after Christmas. And it gives us an opportunity to reflect on on the gift of family life in the context of the birth of Jesus, which is really an amazing thing. And to reflect on this question of, of what is it that makes a family holy. Pope Benedict XVI talked a lot about the importance of family life. And, and he goes so far as to say that the new evangelization depends largely on the domestic church. That the spread of the gospel depends on family life. And he talks about family life being the human space of our encounter with Christ. The human space of our encounter with Christ. We have this divine space of our encounter with Christ every time we come to Mass and we receive our Lord in the Eucharist. But there's also this human space of our encounter with him. And those two spaces, the human space and the divine space, are brought together in the Holy Family. Because it is the presence of Jesus that makes the family holy. You know, every year at Christmas, the thing I'm maybe most in awe of is watching my brother with his children. And uh, and it's, it's been really a gift to be able to watch them grow up and, and every year to see how their faces are changing. But also to notice that as my brother and my sister-in-law are interacting with their children, how their own faces are reflected in the faces of their children. And that's something that used to, and then in the past has brought me a lot of sadness and grief and and because I would watch this happen and then, and then I would start to think to myself, like, I'm never going to experience that. And then sometimes when I would preach on this theme, people will come up to me after Mass and they'll be like, Father, we're all your children. It's not the same. It's not the same thing. I love all of you, but it's not the same. And kind of the amazing thing about this year was I, I didn't have that sadness. And, and I was able to be just filled with joy to be a part of that family in the way that I'm called to be. And as we celebrated Christmas, it's, there's this reality that, that as Jesus was born into the world and, and as Mary and Joseph looked upon his face, 
they were able to see the face of the Father. That our Lord's face is the face of the Father. And that our Lord in his infancy was a constant reminder to them of the Father's presence in their family. A constant remember that the angel who visited them told the truth. A constant remembrance, a constant reminder of the Father's fidelity and how he had answered the prayers and the cry of his people. And it was a presence that must have moved them in their fidelity. As they brought our Lord to be purified in, this, in the temple, To contemplate the fact that his face reveals the one who gave them the law that says that they must go to the temple. And that reminder of the presence of the Father, the, the real presence of the Father in their lives, must have been what supported them through many difficult times. Because they did have difficult times shortly after this event that we read about today, that angel will visit Joseph again and he's going to say, pack up your family and move to Egypt. And he has to leave everything behind and in fidelity to the Lord, travel with Mary and Jesus to Egypt. And it's only the presence of God in their family. It's only the face of that baby that could give him the confidence to do so. And as they brought Jesus to the temple and Simeon says to Mary, this child is destined to be the fallen rise of many in Israel. And your heart too, a sword, will pierce. And he predicts Mary's sorrow because her love for our Lord is so great and her union with our Lord is so great that she feels his suffering in her own body. But not only his suffering, she feels the suffering of all because she was also destined to be the mother of all. And there must have been great suffering to know as they traveled into Egypt that many, many children would die at the hands of Herod. And surely her heart was moved with compassion for those other women who had lost their children. And the face of Jesus was there to comfort her. And so, too, in our own family life, the face of Jesus is there to comfort us in a very human way. We were reminded yesterday on the Feast of St. Stephen that 
that Stephen's face shone like an angel's as he became the first martyr. And he spoke the words that Jesus spoke. And whoever looked upon him really saw an image of Christ. They saw the face of Christ on Stephen's face. And so, too, within our own families, we see the face of Christ on the face of each other because each of us who is baptized has become a member of our Lord's family. And each of us is called to reveal in our lives the face of Christ to each other. And every child, just as they reflect the face of their mother or their father, reflects the face of God. Every child is a reminder that the Lord has been faithful. Every child is a reminder that the Lord has answered your prayers. And there's cause for great rejoicing in that. As a husband and a wife behold each other's faces, they're called to perceive the face of Christ in the other and to be reminded that the Lord has answered their prayers. Because at one point or another before you met, you prayed for each other or you prayed that you would meet someone and the Lord gave you that person. And there's cause for great gratitude there. And so the more that we conform our own hearts to the heart of Jesus, the more we open ourselves in fidelity to our Lord's presence in our own lives, to our Lord's presence in our own families, the more our families become those schools of love or our families become that human space in which we encounter Christ. And we need that so much in our own time. One of the side effects of the lockdown that we experienced starting last March that I hope never goes away is that lots of families set up sort of spaces of prayer within their homes. So that within the home, there is a constant reminder that Jesus is the center of this home. A constant reminder that our Lord has been faithful to you, a constant reminder that our Lord will never abandon you. A constant reminder that even in the most difficult times, our Lord is there to see us through them. Probably the best Christmas gift that, <clears throat> that I received, or hopefully that we received in our rectory, was that we established a chapel in the rectory on Christmas Eve. Because we also need a constant reminder that Jesus is the center of our rectory life, that he's the center of our own family life. 
And it would be a very good thing for each family to establish some place in their home. It might not be a room that's set aside. It might be a part of a room or a corner of a room. A place where you can stop for prayer. A place where you can stop and be grateful to our Lord for all the gifts that he's given you. Most especially to be grateful to our Lord for the gift of each other. And the way that he reveals himself to you in the face of your children, in the face of your husband, in the face of your wife, in the face of your father, and in the face of your mother. Because it is Jesus who makes the family holy. It's Jesus' presence who makes the family holy. And that's something that we constantly strive for. We constantly try to surrender our life more and more so that our Lord becomes more and more present. And we start to receive those promises that he's made, the promise of his grace, his love, his mercy, and his joy, which is the fruit of his presence among us. And so today, let us pray in gratitude for the gift of our families, for the ways that our Lord has entered into our lives, for the grace to always keep him at the center of our family life, and that our own faces may reveal the face of our Lord within our families, our parish, our church, and the greater community.